0: 21. This is the Hermetic Hour, I'm your host, Pope Runyon, and tonight we are reviewing Journey to the Castle, a book on witchcraft and paganism by Anne Finnan, and we will have And we will have the author on with us talking about this very important book because uh, this book, and I'll quote from the back cover, uh, this book is one couple's journey into the underworld. The author sincerely hopes that her and her husband's experiences will serve to provide a warning to some and a solace to others who have engaged on similar journeys with less than desirable results, and finally, what the future holds for those with the courage and the honesty to embark on such a journey. Now, in the summer of, of 1982, two idealistic and naive California witches uh, embarked on the quest to find the source of a tradition that had come down to them seven years earlier, fragmented and distorted, from a teacher who had himself revived it in a manner of opportunity presenting itself, and that this was an opportunity to present itself, to travel to England and explore the roots of the tradition. And they found uh, that the roots did indeed grow deep into the soil that contained within uh, some very, very tainted elements. Now uh this this uh, uh this book will will uh, enlighten a lot of uh,
1: American
0: traditional uh witches and one of the things that we we want to uh get into uh in the beginning, make sure that uh that readers are uh, informed about uh uh the, the the makeup of American witchcraft. American witchcraft uh is broken into two uh, well uh now of course with the uh the with the with the feminist, the dyadic feminists uh, that was we could say three uh three distinct uh branches. Uh those uh following Gerald Gardner, uh, the Gardnerians and those following Robert Graves, uh, the White Goddess, and that, and that is the uh, 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 the Clan of Tubal Cain, and and uh, and uh, 1734, and uh, other American traditional groups that are lined up with them, and and then of course you know as I said there's also uh, uh, there's also the the Dianic Feminist witches. Uh, and uh, but we're not going to deal with them tonight. Uh Ann, are you are, are you on with us? I'm here folks. Okay. Let's uh let, let's continue uh get this uh, uh the the American witchcraft perspective uh in everybody's mind so they 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 know what we're talking about uh and when we, when we when we get in get into the recounting the the whole sequence of of your uh uh, your journey to the castle now um a lot of what 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 uh the the, the white goddess uh branch uh of American traditional uh witchcraft or or, or what is what or British traditional witchcraft actually uh goes back to Celtic mythology but but it it, it uh uh it also Robert Graves was very eclectic in the White Goddess, and he connects a, the Celtic, uh, even connects the Celtic with the biblical, and and uh, and this is why uh, we have the the Clan of Tubal Cain. Tubal Cain is actually a biblical character and also a Masonic uh, uh, character, and all of this figures in uh, to the mix uh, in, in in the traditional witchcraft and the. The person who inspired uh, uh, the uh, this was a, a British mystic by the name of Roy Bowers, who wrote under the name of Robert Cochrane in the uh, British Pagan journals, and and he he claimed to be a hereditary witch, and for quite a while uh, people believed him, and it eventually it turned out that the he really wasn't. He was a self mythologizer But uh, uh, Roy, Roy was, a, nonetheless, he was, he was a poetic and, and, and romantic and poetic genius, and, and he created a, a shamanic, uh, native British, primarily derived from the White Goddess, uh, uh, a native British, uh, very shamanic uh, type of witchcraft, uh, using Celtic gods, uh, and and uh, he, this tradition was brought over to this country, over to America, uh, by uh, uh, an American uh, shamanic witch, uh, who we, who, who Anne and I both uh, both knew rather well, perhaps too well. Anyway, Joe Wilson. Uh, 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 was in the in the Air Force over in England, and he met Roy Bowers, uh, or and they corresponded, uh, and I don't know whether he ever met him personally. And did 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 Joe ever no, meet uh, no, Roy he, personally? No, no, he didn't. For one thing, uh, uh, Roy died
1: in 1966, and Joe didn't get to England until 1971. So, oh yeah, uh, there was uh, a, a long gap there. He uh he met several people that, that claim to have, have known Roy, particularly uh Norman Giles and and uh Tony Kelly and some of, of, of the other uh uh non Gardnerian uh uh witches in, in that particular area. But uh the problem that Joe had and if you recall was that he he ran seriously a foul of the Gardnerian establishment in in London. Um, it's a long story. I don't know whether you want to go into it or not, but basically he um he was there as uh as uh an Air Force um uh captain I believe he was and, and he was
0: uh, no, no investigating, he wasn't a captain so he, 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 he wasn't he was an enlisted man and and as I recall it was a political kind of an issue. Uh, and right, the, the, right. The, the, he was investigating
1: the, yeah. some some uh, subversive uh, elements in the in the Air Force, yeah. uh-huh. and uh, he he came out publicly as as a witch in the British press, and yeah. uh, uh, the Gardnerian establishment, particularly Doreen Valiente and and uh, the New York the the London coven, uh, took exception to that and wanted nothing to do with him. They and so he ended up having to uh, uh, associate with some of the outcasts of of the the British craft, which was
0: yeah.
1: which was even more profound than than what we have here. In that you had the the London intelligentsia who were all Gardnerians, and then you had yeah. the outcasts and the and the shamans and the old. Style cunning men and, and uh, the self-appointed uh, 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 wizards that that were in the countryside, Norman Giles being being one of them. Um, yeah. And in the corpus of letters that uh, we inherited from from uh, Mara Schaefer was uh, included several letters that he had written to Norman uh, regarding. Gypsy magic and that kind of thing. Well, oh, wait.
0: So let, let uh, me interrupt. Wait, wait, wait. Let me interrupt you and get something straight because uh, apparently, apparently, uh, there are a lot of people in this country who think that Joe actually had letters written to him by Roy Bowers. That's now, true. He uh, did. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So. So he was. Uh, Joe was in England while Roy was still alive. Oh yes, but he never met him personally. Yeah. He, he, he never he met had, him personally he but had, he had these, but he had these letters, yeah.
1: Yes, he did. He he had um answered an advertisement. Uh yeah. Joe had written an ad advert in some British newsletter about wanting to correspond with, with a, a British traditional witch, i. e. somebody who wasn't uh Gardnerian. And uh, Roy decided he would uh, he would answer the advert, and he and Joe had a, probably about a year long uh, co- correspondence with uh, with many letters back and forth, and which ended abruptly at, at his death in, in June of 1966. So yeah. uh, even so, there was an actual correspondence. Between uh, Roy and and Joe, but when Joe went to England, he ended up with the Norman Giles
0: letters, which was uh,
1: something that was an additional part of the of the corpus.
0: But those letters, those letters that he got from Roy, they they formed the the basis for uh, this order of 1734, and. And apparently, 1734 was something, even though uh, Roy never codified it as an order. It was it was a code in in one of his letters. I recall that because I I read the transcript too. Uh, and uh, but at the present time, on the internet, if you check this out on the internet, uh, uh, what the, what is being claimed is that Mara Schaefer burned up all these uh, all these letters and Joe had to recreate them from memory. Uh and that Well, yeah, apparently- so that was that was <laughs> that was Joe
1: that was Joe. Um what had yeah. what originally had happened was Joe and Mara uh split in uh 1974, I believe. And uh Oh yeah. Uh, Mar- Joe burned the letters. The only reason we have them at all is that Mara kept uh, a Xerox copy of them. And we know this because when she went to England uh, in 76, I believe, 75 or 76, uh, we kept her filing cabinet in our home because she she didn't have have a, a place to stay at the time. And so we kept the, her filing cabinet and some of her other things, and we had permission from her to copy whatever was in there, so we copied the the photocopies that she had made of the bower's letters and yeah. and uh and we posted them on our website, which made a lot of people very upset because uh uh they were they were similar to what Joe had but Joe had added a few things that weren't in the original letters which we found it. Um but uh but no who uh, whoever burned the letters it wasn't Mara. And the only reason we have them at all is that she gave them to us.
0: I uh, no, I have so, I have a complete pile of them too you know. Uh, but yeah. uh, anyway the, the, the claim that claim uh you know if you if you uh if you google 17 order of 1734 you're going to come up with a with a version of of all those papers. Uh yes. then, then and, after, and uh, most of them are, yeah.
1: are accurate they were retyped. Uh, and uh, and I I suspect that um well when Joe after Joe and Mars split Joe had a as you know well had a problem with uh uh drinking and he would get drunk and he would do stupid things and uh, oh, boy, yeah. he 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 burned the letters when he was was drunk the only reason he has them on his website is we gave him copies because he worked with uh. the Roebuck for uh, a couple of years uh uh in between um uh the time that that he uh that he and Mara split up and the time that that he and and uh uh his sec his uh Joey was his third wife, right? Uh, he, yeah. he had several. Uh, but, uh, but between the time that, that Mara left and, and Joey came along, uh, there was about a couple of years in there, and we gave him uh, copies of, of his own letters. Yeah. Uh, and that's the only reason he has them or had them on his website, because he retyped them, and they are, they are accurate, except that he added a few things that weren't in the originals. Which we have pointed out to people, and uh, we've gotten into a lot of trouble uh, thereby, uh, because uh, we can we can point out which was one of the reasons why they didn't like the fact that we posted the original letters on our website is the fact that there were additions that Joe made that weren't in the originals. Yeah. So well, one, one, uh, <laughs> that, one, one of the one of the reasons.
0: Show, yeah. Know. Yeah. One of the reasons why you got in trouble, and, and I think I think that 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 some. Uh, people listening to uh, listening to us that don't really know that much about this situation, uh one of the reasons why you got in trouble uh by publishing these is because Joe Wilson uh along with with his friend and fellow Air 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 Force uh uh Joe uh Ed was an Air Force officer and Joe was an Air Force enlisted man, but uh uh uh, Ed Fitch uh, and 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 Joe Wilson, those two Air Force men uh, uh, over in England. they are the guys uh, who who event, who brought witchcraft, uh, British witchcraft, back to this country. And Joe Wilson was a kind of a Johnny Appleseed. Uh, he spread that 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 1734 uh, tradition uh, that he that he launched. It's all over the place. I ran into it oh, in it Georgia. Yes. I ran into it. I ran into it in Pennsylvania. I ran into it all over the place, and, and yeah. so that's the re- that's the reason why uh, anybody, uh, you know, like uh, you and I. Suppose if we if we did a seventeen, well, I we we may. Uh, uh, the OTA may get in get get in trouble just for doing this this program uh, with you because the seventeen thirty four people that are listening, or if they if they're not listening, somebody will tell them about it and they will be they they'll go to the archives and they'll listen to it, and and, and we're liable to get a lot of flack. Well, that's fine if, well, uh, uh, but yeah, that's uh, the,
1: that's the truth, and and uh, the the uh, the problem that Joe. That you had with Joe was that, like a lot of other people, and uh, spreading information about that time, he didn't give any attributions to to uh, uh, the material he was giving out. There was no uh, indication that the uh, that the letters were from, from Roy. That he had he mixed a lot of the the Bowers material in with his own material. He didn't give any attributions. Uh, he mixed in a lot of other people's material that he uh, visited uh, during his, his time in England. Uh, Ruth Winowen, for example, and Plant Bran, he, uh, he had a lot of her information that he just mixed in to, to the, the, the mix. We have a draft. Uh, and you do too of course because you have the same material we do of of a book that he was putting together on it was uh it was a whole bunch of other people's stuff thrown into to the the cauldron there and uh he was going to stir it all up and serve it up as a book and uh and that's okay i mean that's that's uh that's fine but the, the problem is you have a lot of people who are calling themselves 1734 who have absolutely no idea where the information came from and under what circumstances. And, uh, yeah. and, and they get all bent out of shape because they were probably, this is three generations of, of covens by this time, and uh, each, uh, each coven has its own, own story of, of where their material came from. And uh, they're all different and, and they're all uh, divergent and uh, yep. um, there's no consistency as to, to what the tradition, where it came from and what it actually is. Uh, most well, of the 1734 covens we have, we have come across, just just uh, uh, as an aside, tend to be kind of, of Wiccan covens with, uh, with the 1734 material kind of ladled on. And because yeah, there was no yeah. cu- there was no ritual structure that Roy had,
0: there was no way of, yeah. of
1: practicing it. And one of but, the things that uh, we before, tried to do yeah, before, with, with the Before, book we, is to,
0: before, well, let, me, let, me, let me slow you down here. Before we yeah, okay. go any further with this, let's let's give our listeners a little idea of what seventeen thirty four witch uh, witchcraft uh... was what it was and what it was kind of like it was very shamanic and and bowers and one of the points you make uh... you make it constantly in your book uh... the journey to the castle is the shamanic aspect of this uh... uh this robert graves derived uh... you know uh... this, this robert graves derived witchcraft uh... and and uh... so uh... And it, it, we uh, should uh, be aware that uh, a 1734 uh, witchcraft is it's it's kind of like it's kind of like Monty Python without without humor. It it's a medieval. It's you know yeah yeah it really is it it's Monty it's Monty Python without without with, with no laughter and and uh, uh, you know the idea of uh, 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 the 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 old guy to you, "What's your favorite color?" You know. <laughs> that's, yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's almost a seventeen thirty four kind of thing, uh. And we used to in, in 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 doing rituals, we used to dig we used to dig a moat. That that was the magic circle. It was mm-hmm. a it was a castle Absolutely, moat. Absolutely, yeah. And, yeah, and and the castle. The castle was the was the other world. You you were entering you were entering the uh, the dimension of the of the gods uh, by by crossing the moat and and then we had the quarters and 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 the uh, uh, the whole thing was la- the, the the 1734 was was very medieval, and that's mm-hmm. why I'm saying and it and it it, uh, it, it, it that's why. Uh, so many people in the Society for Creative Anachronism were of course also involved in seventeen thirty four. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh uh and and uh, and the White Goddess of course uh is is, is like the Bible for uh, um you know, for uh for traditional British witchcraft. Now uh, uh you you and Dave you and Dave uh uh, founded the Covenant of the Roebuck based on uh growing out of seventeen thirty four and, and and what you you, you you yourselves derived from the white goddess and whatever. And uh, that's where the roebuck uh you got to started with the Roebuck. Uh-huh. And uh then then uh at uh let's see in in nineteen eighty two uh uh, the two of you set forth on a quest to re- uh, go to England and actually meet all these old guys that had that had known Roy and and of course that's primarily Bill Gray and and uh uh I uh, see so there's another fellow there there was another fellow David John Jones? John. Yeah. John, John. John? John Jones. John, yeah. And and so you you went over to England and to meet all these people, including basil Wilby and, and and the rest of them and and actually visit the visit the the sacred sites and and like i said uh, in the abstract, walk the ley lines and 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 visit the castles and and actually actually get get to the root of it now uh and that's what you that 's what you detail in this book and and give the impressions and everything. And so, you want to talk about your your uh, your, your 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 adventures in 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 um, in, in Merry Old England? <laughs> well, it
1: uh, it actually ends up being several trips. Uh, the first one was in 1982, and um, uh, we had gone there with the uh, we had no idea who we were going to meet. Uh, Mara Schaefer had gone uh, there some years before that and had met uh, Norman Giles of the Norman letters in in the corpus and and was not impressed with him uh, and uh, we um, we didn't feel that that was a a, a useful useful uh, person to meet we ended up going to see Bill Gray of all people and the reason why we went to see Bill Gray was because of the of his his book The roll Rite ritual which uh, was something that we had read years ago that had really not a, a lot of connection with his Kabbalistic stuff that he had been writing he was a was a ceremonial magician and a and a cabalist and and uh and all this and and uh, this was something totally different, and um, we wanted to talk to him about it. And as it turned out, the book was inspired by and probably uh, co-authored by Roy Bowers. Apparently, Bill and, and Roy had gone out to the roll rights and had um, uh, and had done some scrying and, and what have you on. And they came up with this this uh, uh, dweller of the threshold ritual that you uh, that you do to gain entrance to the uh, the realm of the old ones, realm of the ancestors. And um, uh, we had no idea at the time that he even knew Roy, and he not only told us the whole story of, of how Roy died and all the rest of it. But he produced two things that we hadn't expected. One was a pack of letters that he had gotten from Roy over the years, that he apparently his place over many years. And um, he used that information as a, um, uh, as a chapter in one of his, his uh, Western Inner Mysteries books called Paganistic Principles. And uh, he had them and wanted to know if we wanted copies of them. And, of course, yes. So we, we, had, we made copies and, and brought them back. The only stipulation that he made was that we not give them out or publish them until he was gone because there was some very personal stuff in there about his, his mother and, and uh, you know, information for horoscope charts and things like that. Yeah. So we honored that, and, and that was fine. And he also produced uh, a red cord, a red silk cord that um, he mm-hmm. claimed was uh, was uh, Roy's cord that that uh, they used to to wear the cord around the neck in in ritual. Mm-hmm. And uh, they it apparently had been had had eight knots. In it, And they had, he and a uh, a protege of his had done a ritual right after Roy had had died with, uh, where they untied the knots in order to set his soul free. And um, he produced this cord and gave it to us. And we looked at it and, you know, oohed and odd and, you know, very reverently gave it back. And he said, no, keep it. It's yours now and gave it to Dave. Now, that's we had no
0: dispensation, it, it, in was, a sense. It was
1: absolutely, you know, we were floored, because we didn't even know the thing existed, and he showed it to us and told us the story, and we were very appreciative, and then when we tried to give it back, he wouldn't take it back. So, uh, there we you, were, you know, yeah, we had this yeah.
0: thing. Let me ask you so, a question, uh, while, while we're on this subject now. There was a book published, uh, I can't remember whether the title was The Poison Chalice or the... Uh, but I know, the ch- the, I know Chalice was in the title uh, about Roy's Yeah, death. it's was called The Poison it called? Chalice, yes. The Poison Chalice. The Poison Chalice, yeah. Now, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, the, apparently apparently that book was, uh, was a romanticized version of Roy's death. Uh, he actually he actually uh, supposedly, according to what you've been uh, even telling us, what you tell us in the journey into the castle, that mm-hmm. Roy's death was, was yes, it was suicide, but but it was not not magical suicide. Uh, it was just well, suicide that was because what, he was.
1: <laughs> the poison chalice actually uh, was an essay that was was written some some years later, actually detailing how he died. They went into medical records and and uh uh newspaper clippings of the time and all of that the The myth of Roy dying in the uh in the circle surrounded by his his people came from norman Giles and that was what Norman told to joe the oh. the The poison chalice was actually a uh, uh almost a forensic Examination of of like I said, medical records and and uh, uh, newspaper clippings yeah. and whatever of 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 how Roy actually died, and that's how we we learned that um, uh, he had uh, he had been found wrapped up in a sleeping bag uh, after taking um, uh, an overdose of of Belladonna and Librium, and that coincided yeah. with what. What Bill Gray, but what John Jones told us yeah. in, in terms of, of yeah. how how Roy had died. Um, there was apparently a breakup with with uh, his his wife, and uh, yeah. he was despondent about about her walking out and, and taking his son yeah. with her, and, yeah. and uh, that he had had done all of this. The question arose whether this was a deliberate suicide or whether this was just. Um, a cry, say a cry for help, uh, wanting her attention and, and wanting her to to come back to him because you know he was ill and all this. Uh, oh. So it it really was never clear and wasn't clear to either Roy or to, to either Bill or or John as to whether this was a deliberate suicide or not. Um, but the uh, but the story of how of him him. Uh, taking the poison chalice in in his in a circle and and forbidding all of his people from uh calling the police until he had already passed was something that that Norman told to to Joe and uh, yeah. John in particular was very very affronted with with the whole idea that somebody was spreading this um, he and Roy had been close, and he had seen Roy only a few days before uh, uh, before Roy's death, and uh, really didn't like the fact that that somebody was was spreading this story, um, and uh, and that was one of the reasons why we wanted yeah. to, to set the record straight. So, two
0: two questions. Two questions about this. Uh, number one. Uh, There had been, there'd been some, uh, some mumblings and mutterings about uh, Roy Bowers using amanita uh, uh, and, 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 and using it in a, in a ritual instance. Have you ever run across anything like that in, in any of your investigation? That, uh, that, not, that
1: not amanita. He used belladonna, though. I mean, yeah, this, is, yeah, this is something yeah, that, right. that uh, yeah. they used belladonna, and they had uh, uh, a recipe for it. Um, uh, I don't know the exact proportions. Uh, we we made some, but we never had the nerve to try it. Uh, basically, steeping the the root, the belladonna root, in uh, in alcohol, and uh, mm-hmm. putting it in. Um, you know in the 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 chalice during the ritual um and uh like i said we never we never did it and uh uh i there was a recipe and and but John wouldn't tell us, and I don't blame it so uh but yeah Bellagonna was the only one that only uh uh there were other uh less there were other milder uh things that he used. For example, he used a lot of nutmeg. Nutmeg has a yeah. a a mild uh hallucinogenic property to it and and um uh things yeah, I, like tried, I, abstaining tried, from I tried, salt,
0: I tried, I tried you know, that, that one I tried that one time and I came to the conclusion that it was about as about as effective as banana peels. You know? <laughs> For a while well, yeah, yeah and and <laughs> I think a lot of that was
1: was uh you know um uh, suggestion you know and, and you have yeah, this, yeah. this cup and you're going to drink it and you're going to have have uh, visions and so you drink you know you could yeah. it could have been plain water and you'd still have visions but um, ah. uh that was that was the only uh uh mind altering substance that we knew of that that he uh that he oh. used and and uh, again we never we never tried it because uh, for one thing, belladonna is anything like that is is very yeah. touchy. Even if you have a recipe, because yeah. you know it, it depends on how old the plant is and where it's grown. And yeah. It, yeah. would yeah. would belladonna in in uh, California be the same be the same kind of plant as belladonna in England? And
0: yeah. and
1: yeah. so you know you, that's something you don't want to mess with. And and we. We decided that uh, uh, we would uh, we wouldn't we wouldn't ah. use it. Um, but uh, he used he used the mushroom the the uh, uh, fly agaric mushroom as kind of a symbol of a lot of things. But then so did everybody else over there. I mean, you had constant. I mean, yeah. even now you have little gnomes sitting on top of a of a red cap mushroom with white spots on it. I mean, this is, this is a, a folk, oh, yeah. a, a folk meme. And, uh, and he used that like, like a lot of other uh, uh, British, you know, folklorists would, would use that as, as a, I mean, he knew what certainly knew what it was and, and how it was used. But, uh, but again, you, these, these are things that that even when you know what you're doing, you you don't mess with. Particularly if you have a group of people that uh, you, know, yeah. you, you want you
0: want to stay alive it's, for you know you're, not you're responsible a yeah you're you're responsible for them and and uh, absolutely and actually uh, uh, that that wasn't why I uh, why I asked the question I didn't want to get into as uh, get, get really into that too much because uh, uh, 1734 did it's, not uh, did not have, have that kind of uh, tradition. I, uh, Joe's, Joe's problem uh, was that he, he discovered the great American college boy's secret. The great American college boy's secret uh, that all fraternities, uh, college fraternities know is this. You really can get drunk on 3.2 beer, but you just have to work <laughs> at it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And and I and and, and, and that that brings up to the other question. Uh Joe Joe's uh Joe's uh beer drinking uh brings up the other question. Did Roy Bowers ever ever use or recommend a witch's cradle?
1: Not that we knew of. Um we uh there was a um uh it was there there is something called a witch's cradle that was a uh, where you had a, a piece of string and you you wound it between your your uh your fingers and you could make it into a, a ladder um, and or uh, a crow foot uh We did that when we were when we were kids i I learned how to do that back yeah. in, in, in grade school. Yeah. It was uh you know, where you'd uh you'd have a, yeah. a, a loop uh and then you'd you'd uh uh one one finger would go under the other finger and and you'd weave a uh uh you know yeah. either a ladder uh, or yeah. a, a crow's foot and yeah and you know the, that was that I, was
0: all we yeah, I, we knew about I'm familiar I'm familiar with that one. But what, the, what I'm talking about is the witch's cradle where you hang somebody upside down. No,
1: they, no, they, I, we never heard anything about, about Roy doing anything like that. Well, um, Not Joe, from Joe, not I, from John. I've got
0: a, uh, i have got I think that's, I think if you, if you, if, uh, do you, do, do you mind me recounting uh, the infamous, uh, the infamous incident with, uh, was Joe initiating Brian and, and, and the well, Witch's Cradle. You, you
1: can if you want, but, but let's let's make it clear
0: that uh one of the, oh, one 17, of the tasks seventeen thirty four and Roy Bowers had nothing to do with the Witch's Cradle. That was no, Joe. No.
1: That was that was Joe's uh Joe's interpretation of see, Joe picked up an awful lot of lore and bits and pieces from people like Tony Kelly and, and, and all that. And so uh the, the problem that we had originally was to well, – how much of, of the 1734 tradition that we learned was uh, Joe's invention and how much of it was from Roy? And uh, the witches cr- hanging somebody from the witch's cradle was nothing that, that Roy or John or uh, Bill Gray did. That was strictly a Joe Wilson invention. And as well, far as I know – Byron was the only guy that they did that to. They well, yeah, after and what almost happened to
0: Byron, I can understand why they didn't do it again. <laughs> but uh, 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 yeah, we well, we recounted that story many times. In fact, we even yeah. we even did a we even we, we when we had the memorial to Joe Wilson at Ravens Flight, and that yeah, was back uh-huh. when Joe when Joe died. I don't know whether you were there when we did it. Well, we actually replicated the whole scene. Right. And that
1: was not a standard initiation practice, and it wasn't done to us, and it wasn't done to you, and it wasn't done to to uh, Mara, and it wasn't done to any of the other members of the circle at the time. Um, huh? It was done to Byron because that was Joe's uh, practical joke on, on Byron for for reasons that have nothing to do with anything other than Byron being Byron um yeah. and Joe Joe wanting to uh Joe had a streak that Roy shared and I think this is significant to bring out in that um he was a trickster he uh he yeah. liked to to uh pull the leg of of people that that for the secrets of the universe, and Roy yeah. did the same thing. He did the same thing to Justine Glass when she was writing that book. He he ladled on all sorts of of uh, of, of rubbish that uh, she put in the book, uh, and um, he did it because he wanted to play a joke on on the American writer, and that's what happened to us with John. Was there was an awful lot of of, of stuff that we were given over the over the years that was john 's uh own uh, way of of uh um, poking you know being a trickster and and playing a joke on on an, a naive seeker um and that was that was probably why he did it, and it had nothing to do with anything that we yeah. found out later that the old group did. Um,
0: they the, did some weird classic, stuff, but they yeah. didn't do that. The classic, the classic example of that is is, uh, is you know, Crowley and Gerald York uh, uh, telling Dion Fortune to, uh, to, if she really wanted to have a vision, uh, to, to strip naked and rub herself all over with with a, with, a, with a dead mackerel.
1: Yeah, yeah, that it's that that same on that
0: same level, and, and she you know, actually, it, and apparently she did it and and told them that she didn't get anything and they and that the, the two of them the two of them just laughed at her because they just <laughs> wanted to see if she'd be naive enough to do it. <laughs> yeah, that so is, look, um,
1: you know, Ed, yeah. Ed used to do that that the egg in the Jewish cemetery uh, trick that he pull on people. Yeah. I mean, this is. Uh, this is a fine old tradition of of uh, of asking a, a, a naive uh, 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 person to uh, to do something so terribly stupid that you you know you expect them to say oh come on and then you know when they actually do really? it it's uh, you know it's it's a big joke which uh, unfortunately yeah. it, in our case ended up being uh, a a big joke that we uh we innocently promulgated in our group, and it caused all sorts of problems so uh you know that that's ha ha funny to uh to the guys that are doing it but as as we found out in the whole byron Baker case, it could have yeah. turned out to be very tragic, and uh you uh sometimes the joke goes south and and it's not it's not a pretty sight. Yeah.
0: Yeah, well uh the, the business the, the business with um uh, Byron and the witch's cradle could have could have been a tragedy and and yes, uh, it uh but like so many things uh so many magical adventures uh because it because it didn't become a tragedy. It uh we can all chuckle over it, but to tell you the truth because uh, it's kind of politically incorrect right now, so we're not. I'm not going to recount the whole thing. Uh, uh, I, I, you know, we'll have to wait uh, for for me to write for re for me to write my book, Life's Journey to the Castle, <laughs> which I'm. Which after you have written this wonderful book, uh, I am impelled to go back to to, to go back and and finish uh, the Wizard of Law, and that's that's the one that I'm writing about, <laughs> about about my adventures. Okay. The, I figured okay. out that the, 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 the L A that L A could be worked into a logo very much like Oz, and you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, and so that's that's what I'm going to call mine, the Wizard of yeah. Law. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's let's get back, but let's get back to yours. Uh, I, uh, your, your. Walking, walking the old straight track, walking, uh, walking the ley lines, exploring Norfolk. Uh, I thought this was this was wonderful. You going, going out and actually, actually experiencing these sacred sites in England. They were the ones we were reading about in in, uh, in, 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 in 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 the view over Atlantis and and uh, yeah. the old straight track. All those books that that we were all we were all reading. Uh, and you, uh, you actually went over there and actually did it. Uh, tell, tell, tell us about that. Some of, these, some of the experiences you had. Well, uh,
1: the uh, one of the, the big things that we came away with is that these, and this, this sounds may, may sound odd to, to your listeners, but or maybe not. There are. There are forces that guard these places, and there are certain times that they allow people in and certain people they allow in. Uh, you, if you're going to go to, you know, there are people that go to Stonehenge that, that search for enlightenment and, and they don't find it. Um, but it's, uh, it's one of these things where if you approach it in the right frame of mind and you approach it at the right time, uh, and you approach it in in the spirit of of uh, honest seeking. Then sometimes the gates open, and and you have have experiences. One of the the reasons I put in the whole idea of the the roll right ritual, where um you uh, you stand at the gate and you answer questions and you uh, you present yourself as to to the old ones, and you. Uh, uh basically give an offering. Not just yourself, but you give an actual you pay the coin. Uh, one of the things we did at the Roll Rights, uh, was to um we had a special uh uh coin. I think it was a uh a half dollar that had some silver in it. Um so we we consecrated that uh in our temple before we went over there and we, we buried it in the middle of the, of the circle. And we basically said, this is our token. Uh, and uh, we, we've come halfway across the, the, the globe to, uh, to stand here and, and present our case. And here is our offering. Here is our token. And uh, that gates opened up for us. Not always what we expected, of course. But uh they opened up. We ended up uh being led to people that that we needed to talk to at, at a particular point in time and and things just kind of clicked into place. But uh if we had just been, you know, an old gone to Stonehenge and, and expected, you know, the the earth to move and, and uh you know uh the light from heaven to come down and enlighten them uh no, it didn't happen that way, and uh, Americans have a problem with that, not all but most Americans who go to sacred sites say, "Okay, here I am, you lucky people now now uh open the gates for me and and uh and enlighten me and to be honest, one of the reasons why uh you have People like Jessie Bell, the Lady Sheba, who who uh, uh, notoriously published the Gardnerian Book of Shadows as as her as her uh, secret Book of Shadows from her grandmother, or whatever the story was, and and, and got in trouble. Um, you know that's that's what happened. And the British, a lot of the the British uh, old ones, are are very. Uh, uh, we're weary of americans going over there and and uh taking their sacred thing and then coming back to america and and making a buck off of it and that that happened frequently notoriously frequently so it's a matter of of uh you petition the old ones the ancient ones the, the forces that that guard such places and if they find you worthy then they they uh they take you where you need to go. If they don't, they don't, and that's that's the end of that. <laughs> you know, it's um, it's uh, uh, it's a matter of being accepted by by the ancient forces that guard these places. And um, uh, we worked very long and hard and sacrificed to. Uh, Go over there and 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 stand at the gate and make our petition, and uh, we were we were accepted. We might not have been; it could very well have been that we weren't accepted. We ended up um, with Mara Schaefer and and Norman Giles, and and uh, you did. I I told you that story, didn't I? That was uh the what happened when when Mara met Norman Giles. Did I tell you that story?
0: Well, why don't we why don't we, re, why, why, why don't we recount it for our listeners right, right now? Okay, basically
1: uh, Norman Giles was the Norman of of the Norman letters, the letters to Norman in, in the corpus. If anybody's yeah, familiar me. with that, and um, she went she found Norman, who lived in a in, in a little little cottage out in the boonies with with his mother and uh, a middle aged you know man and and uh, she uh, She found him and, and went to visit him, and uh, he uh, he his thing was was photographing fairies, and what he would do is he'd get a, a an attractive young lady to wear short, short, and go tropping through the 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 grass and he would take photographs of the fairies that would be attracted to her legs
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh after a session of this um mara figured out that that she was being had and uh she uh she decided that that norman uh didn't know what what as much as he claimed to know about what Roy was doing and uh, so she uh, she went on to other things. Um, We found out later when we were we were uh, discussing Norman we we ended up being uh, uh, hosted by a couple in uh, in Wales and the lady that uh, of of the pair been one of Norman's proteges. And uh, they were the ones who hopped over the, the iron fence uh, in the roll right rituals and got the kingstone, the, 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 the capstone. I'm sorry, it wasn't the kingstone. Yeah. It was the, the whispering knights. There was a, a capstone. Of, it was a trilithon. It, was, it had a, a, a yeah. It had a, a capstone over it. And uh, the capstone had fallen. And had broken into pieces. And apparently, what had happened was that that uh, they had snuck in there in the middle of the night and had, had vaulted over the the, the railing, the, the uh, cast iron railing that blocked it off from from visitors, and had stolen a piece of the the, the capstone. And uh, it, it ended up in Norman's back garden or something. But it was that stone. That he gave to Joe Wilson, who brought it back to California, and he was that was the stone that he was that joe was was uh, giving people pieces of to prove that they were you know initi in seventeen thirty four uh, and um, hmm. so uh, uh but apparently norman was was notorious for being kind of a of an old cunning man and a con artist and yeah. um he had been, I guess, engaged to a gypsy girl and had, and had uh, uh, learned some gypsy lore from from her. But as far as being any kind of traditional craft, no, he wasn't. He was he was an old cunning man. He was an old uh, old guy that uh, that would do love spells for the local people and and yeah. uh, you know trick them into into thinking that that you know he had. The power to do all of this, um, and um, uh, and Rosina was was telling us that that he he did this all the time. So again, uh, this was this was a con that Joe Wilson fell for, and uh, probably a deliberate con that he fell for, and uh, uh, he uh, he was told this this whole. Fairy tale on on how Roy died. This was from Norman, and this was a, a deliberate load of bullcrap that uh, they, these guys, these these old cunning men, would dish out to naive Americans, <laughs> and and Joe this Wilson was very, fell for it, you know, just this, like this, we
0: did. This is very this is very very similar uh, to a uh, to another to a Victorian uh, age. Well, not quite. Uh, I think 1920s is better. Uh, uh, there was a, uh, there was a, another guy like this who was photographing fairies, and and yeah. uh, and publishing the fairy. And then and, uh, Harry Houdini supposedly investigated him. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Harry decided because the children loved him so much that Harry would not uh, expose him. And 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 so uh it's kinda of, kind of a cute story. Uh whether it's true or yeah, not, I don't yeah. know. But
1: um. Well these these guys were were doing stuff like that, but uh um but the uh and whether this was something that he, he did uh frequently or if this was just something he wanted to he wanted to see how, how far Mara would go to uh uh you know, to to get to gain yeah, whatever yeah. knowledge that uh, he was that she thought he had, um, I yeah. don't know. But um, the the whole uh, that was the one thing we found throughout all of of that was this trickster uh, energy, yeah. where these guys would would try to fool you with uh, with yeah. something uh, with some sort of con that. um yeah. Uh, they they thought that you would that you would buy into and then when you did they'd uh you know they 'd laugh at you and yeah. so you know that you can you know you can say well that wasn 't fair, but in some ways that's a kind of a of a like any trickster it was an initiation test it was are are you for real or do you just want want some yeah. uh you know want something for nothing you know you wanna Buy into the con and and uh uh let me have my way with you you know it's, it's uh
0: yeah
1: uh, and and we we fell for it with john and and that's uh that was a, an object lesson, and we learned the lesson and we uh uh we tried not to we tried not to blame him for it. Uh, the uh, the real problems came afterwards when um, uh, when we were told that uh, all of the hard work that we had done with John was that oh he was he was just funning you he was just having you on you know that kind of thing uh, he wasn't the only one who did that the plant brand people did that too and uh, that was something that the only one Person that never did that—that that we never heard that did that to anybody—that was always straight up with everybody—and that was Bill Gray.
0: Yeah. We never oh, yeah. heard
1: I, that yeah. he had pulled this cor- nonsense I, on anybody.
0: I corresponded with Bill Gray. Oh, uh, you know, I wish I—I I wish I still had those letters. Maybe I do. Maybe I have them somewhere deep down in my files. But, but uh, I remember I uh bill gray was was really one of the most one of the most inspiring and one of the most sincere and genuine magicians and and and, uh, and he was he he was that uh that bridge between uh ceremonial magic and witchcraft and also uh, we ought to, we ought to mention uh while we're while we're discussing the, you know various versions of british witchcraft uh Gardnerian, Gardnerian witchcraft is primarily derived from Solomonic ceremonial magic. Yes, that Gardner, uh, Gardner, Gardner. Was, a,
1: was an acolyte of
0: Aleister Crowley. We have a,
1: there's oh, you, a he got a charter
0: a, from, from of Crowley. course. Not only that, not only that, he was a Solomonic ceremonial magician, and and. If you really want to understand Gardnery, the structure of Gardnery and Witchcraft, you need to read his novel, High Magic's Aid. And mm-hmm. and uh, Absolutely I know we we did a, Yeah, we did a show. Uh, those people who are interested in listening, uh dig into the archives of the Hermetic Hour and and we've got we've got a two part a two part show on High Magic's Aid and and that's with with Ed with Ed Finch, uh uh along with us. On that show, of course, Ed Pitch is uh, his, uh, the, the living uh, the oldest living gardener and uh, elder uh, in this country, I believe, at this point. I think Ray Buckland's already passed away.
1: Yes, I think. Hasn't he? Yeah, he passed. Yeah, about yes. five,
0: five yes. years ago. And Ed's still with us, and and uh, I hope he's listening tonight. Anyway. Uh, uh, we're just about to out the end of the hour uh I would like to point out uh before we before we close down that uh that john John really did uh, really did at least pose as the custodian of, of the clan of Tubal Kane. he uh he he uh, whether or not whether or not he really was or not uh he posed as, as the custodian and he bestowed it on, uh, on you and Dave and and then and then uh some year a few years later he unbestowed it and I think we ought to, we ought to make that we ought to make that clear that you and Dave uh you and Dave are you, re- you really are the uh uh the, the the head of of at least uh of anything john anything John was the custodian of you are the head of it and not the not the person you re re re, re be, bestowed it on uh wanted, well i to, I, just,
1: I wouldn't go quite that far i think that uh, one of the things that that John had no intention of doing when we were first there was to have his own group was to revive, uh, Roy's, uh, Roy's group. Um, it turned out that he did. And one of the things that, that when we found out that he had his own plan over there, uh, we were very fine with being, you know, the sister clan, you know, the sister, the, the, uh, the sister coven. We didn't have, have an issue with that, uh, the problem the issue we had was when the uh the gal running the sister the uh, the clan in england dis- decided that since we were americans we weren't equal to her that we were the uh we were kind of the cadet branch that uh that uh we were the bastard children you know that we didn't have the uh uh even though we had the bloodline as it were we didn't. We weren't legal. You know, we weren't the legal heirs, and and it was very much like the the redheaded stepchild. You know, where where uh, um, you know you have the same daddy and and you you have the 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 you know the heritage, but uh, you know you were a bastard, and and the other the other heirs are are legitimate, and therefore they inherit it, and you don't. You know, it's it was it was a kind of a that to it, yeah. and uh, that we could only be legitimate if we joined her clan and and you know uh, uh, acknowledged her authority, and that we refused to do. My, yeah, I don't blame my you. My contention was in in my emails to her was we are either equal or we're not. I mean, this is no, this no. is this whole thing of, of there can be only one, and it has to be a British clan. Uh, and you you guys can be the cadet branch only if you acknowledge our authority. Uh no. That we we would not do. Now, I don't know if that came from John so much. Um although he uh in, in later in his in his uh in his life, um he uh he decided that he didn't like Americans and that that uh uh his his lineage his his official lineage should go to to a british couple rather than to us. um i don't know what happened there. um it it apparently was was common there were they the plant brand did that too to martha if you remember, you know, that whole story. um where uh, uh it was decreed that that traditional british witchcraft had to be british that it couldn't that the Americans could be uh, you know, part of it yeah. but not not running it. Not not the yeah. legitimate heirs. Yeah, yeah and getting, uh, getting a lot of yeah. And so that was that yeah. was the uh that was the conflict. And yeah. uh we we wanted to be her equal. I wanted to be her equal. I wanted to be her sister. I wanted to be her her uh um uh you know her her share of the the legitimacy and that wasn't what she wanted to do so that was the end of that so it well, uh, uh, probably
0: probab- probably in all probability that was the end of her and uh, the end of her covenant anyway I, I don't imagine she's doing very well over there uh she does and, never uh, had
1: a covenant. She she never had yeah, a group that actually yeah. worked. It's
0: she a, had one of, these, uh, one of these people. One of these people who is chartered uh, chartered on paper and 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 uh, and she has uh, she she's uh, uh, and she, she's a self mythologizer who who has who has an organization that doesn't exist except on paper and in her own mind. Uh, essentially, so now yeah. The, yeah there's one there's one thing and 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 well and i'm gonna say that, and that you're not saying that I'm saying that so if she doesn't like what what i'm saying she can she can deal with me anyway uh the one thing one more thing I'd like to discuss before we sign off is the men of saint hu now uh, this is a seventy seventeen thirty four issue uh and uh, and as I told you, I said I said we've got a terrific MacGuffin, and in in uh, in 1734 we got a terrific MacGuffin, and the MacGuffin is the men here of Saint Uzek. and this is uh, this is a, a 2,500 BC granite standing stone in Brittany in France. Uh, is is you know of the same time and, and 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 style of stonehenge it's a great big standing stone and mm-hmm. uh and it has and it has a uh some very very interesting uh set of carvings on it uh which are from a much later date uh, mm-hmm. and uh, oh, uh is that is that you Ann? yeah yeah i'm here oh uh, I heard well, somebody somebody what somebody kind of mumbling no no I'm here was me okay what is who is mumbling in the background I don't know well okay uh, so I'll continue anyway um, uh, this 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 man here uh, apparently Excited Roy Bowers' uh, interest, and and he did an interpretation of it, and uh, and that that ended up in the in the 1734 papers along with a a big glossy photograph of it, uh, and and I I was thinking that that this this was this this was the, the MacGuffin of 1734. In case you, in case you people out there and in Hermetic land, don't know what a MacGuffin is. A MacGuffin is an object, is is an object that that sort of uh, is the central object of a story, and it's a Hollywood term. And and the most famous Hollywood MacGuffin was the Maltese Falcon. And the Maltese Falcon, if you recall the film, was just a, it's just a black statue of a bird, which. Which was said to have a whole bunch of jewels molded inside it, the Malta Treasure. You know, actually it wasn't. It was just a, it was just just a, a black statue of a falcon. That was all it was. But uh, so, uh, but the whole story revolved around it, and so that uh, it was called a MacGuffin. Now, the the, the men here of Saint Lucie, I I was going to say was the MacGuffin of 1734 but uh, I wanted to go ahead and go go beyond uh, Roy's interpretation of it and uh, do a little more research on it, which I did and I did some translations from French and uh, this is what we came up with Um, the Meniere is about 8 meters high and 3 meters wide this makes it the largest men here in France with Christian symbols, uh, the sculpturing by the Jesuit priest and Breton orthographer Julien Manoir, uh, 1666 to 1683, also known as the Apostle of Brittany, took place in 1674 as a decoration of war on the supposedly reviving paganism in Brittany. The redesigned men here could be included as a station in the processions uh, of the cross, and on top of it, he wears a crucifix in addition to the moon and the sun and the scenes of worship, and the instruments of the passion, uh, the hammer, nails, whip, and others, are carved into the south side. Now, these symbols... Uh, I can understand why Roy was was interested in this, because these symbols are not only that they could be interpreted as as Christian, they could also be interpreted as Mithriatic, or Hermetic, and and uh, 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 and on top of that, the 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 man who sculpted them. Now, of course, the man himself is. Uh, you know the, the granite standing stone uh, was erected in, in 2500 BC around the time of Stonehenge, but uh, the uh, uh, the man who sculpted it, the Jesuit priest Julian Manoir, in uh, in the 1674 was later made a saint, a sainted this. Now, what is really weird about this, and I'm sure Roy I, I probably realized this, is that Julian, J-U-L-I-E-N, is the French version of Julian, J-U-L-I-A-N, and the Emperor Julian in the, in the 400, around 400 A.D., the Roman Emperor Julian, was called Julian the Apostate, and he and he was going to rip Christianity out of the Roman Empire. The Roman Empire had already gone Christian, you know, by that time, and and uh, and the Emperor Julian uh, was going to was going to go back to paganism, back back back, basically to Mithra. You know, all the symbols that this uh, that 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 that, uh, that this Julian monarch. Who is supposedly the apostle of Brittany, who they say who the Catholic Church Satan carved into this bin here this is this is the weirdest uh, uh this is this is a kind of a uh, uh, it's sort of, it's an oxymoron it's a conundrum it 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 is it it's just it's really amazing i, I think this is why Roy latched on to it and he realized that there was something about this guy, this Julian was hearkening back to the uh, to the original emperor, uh, the, the original Roman emperor who wanted to reject Christianity, and instead of that, uh, Julien Manoir carves uh, all these symbols on, on this pagan on this pagan monolith, uh, uh, supposedly to uh, to make it Christian and not pagan. And then, and then <laughs> this this whole thing is really weird. But anyway, that that uh as I said, the men the men here are of San Usek Satan Sek, this is uh this is the MacGuffin of seventeen thirty four now. So at least at least uh the research uh, was true. Anyway, and do you have any uh any last words for us before we close we we close down? Uh well,
1: the yeah no i'm here i'm i'm trying to uh to distill it down uh one of the things that i I talk about in the book is is the uh uh getting back to your your story on the men here is this this constant uh conflict with the uh between the uh the Remnants of of the pagan uh, shamanic priesthood and and the Catholic Church and the Christian Church, and that this was was a constant source of of problems, and that uh, in a letter to Bill Gray, uh, uh, Roy says that that his ancestors uh, left the uh, left the 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 pagan clan to, as he put it. Uh, join methodism for for uh, for sunday afternoons which uh is basically uh they joined the christians in order to fit in to the um the the social and economic life of of the uh of britain at the time and uh that was that was a a, a constant problem is that the people that that kept to the old ways were were almost pariahs. they were outcasts and in order to to uh uh get jobs and get get you know advantageous marriages and join uh guilds in in the towns and and uh make a living, you had to join the church and in the case of of uh um, uh the men here that you're talking about, this was well after the Protestant Reformation, which meant that if you joined the church, it wasn't the Catholic church, it was the the Anglican church. It was it was the C of E. And uh they uh it was whether they believed in Christianity or not, they had to join the church in order to to uh Participate in the economic life of of the village or the town or whatever it was, so uh, uh, you had this this constant problem with uh, uh, the uh, the cunning folk cunning men and cunning women who would be out there in the heath and and doing spells and and uh, herbal healing and, and things like that and uh, the uh, the townspeople who uh, who were Christian and had been for a thousand years, and that was this was actually more of a of a uh, of a post-Protestant issue than it, it was uh, a Catholic issue because it it involved economics, you know. You, uh, if you wanted to get off the farm and and, and uh, go into the town and and uh, apprentice to a guild and and make some money and have a house, all that stuff, and be uh, uh, a pillar of the community, you had to you had to at least be nominally Christian, and uh, that there was this uneasy truce between the the shamanic uh uh practices and uh protestant christianity um whether it was the same in brittany i, I don't i don't know but i suspect it was the it it was similar a similar issue where you had to be you know you had to go to church in order to be considered a uh, you know a full citizen prominent citizen and, uh you know be able to sell your wares in the marketplace and all that
0: well so you know, that- we know that we know we know that that in haiti uh in haiti uh 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 Voudin, uh which uh, everybody calls voodoo uh Voudin, uh is interlaced and interpenetrated with all kinds of Catholic symbolism you know you go into a into a Voodoo Humpho temple, uh, you'll you'll find you'll find pictures of saints, and and uh, they may have the they may have the of the ogun drawn over the picture of the saint, or they may have it down in the corner or something. But but they uh, uh, and, and Santa of course, came you know the same way. It's it's interpenetrated with Catholicism, and 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 roman catholicism is so kind of pagan anyway that it uh you know that it uh it fits right in but these but the symbols the symbols on uh, the that uh, uh the that Julian carved on, on the uh, on 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 the old man here uh these symbols are are so obviously mithriatic. and you know we got uh that hammer the hammer and nails. Okay, that's supposed to be to drive the hammer and, uh, and drive the hammer to drive the nails in Christ, and the ladder to climb up the cross and all that. But all of that, all of these symbols, including uh, two, including uh, tubal chains, uh tongs, uh, and you know his forging tongs and all this, and and the uh, and the, the ladder of the planets, you know, uh, the Mithriatic ladder. Uh, all of this stuff is all Mithraic, and 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 Mithra as as, as we know, uh, that's Mithra is actually the eastern uh, the eastern version of, of of Hermetic of you know of, of Hermetic philosophy, which is which is the western version of Mithra, and and Saul Invictus, the Roman Saul Invictus, and all that. Uh, so as I say. Uh, they, uh, we're looking, we're looking with uh, on the on the San Josec men here. We're looking at a, at, at one of these uh, voodoo type uh, interpenetrations between the church and 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 paganism. Uh, I, I believe, anyway.
1: Well, uh, it, that but that doesn't explain why you have the 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 broom and the discast. I mean, the, one of the reasons why Roy used the the men here as a, as an illustration of of the the male and the female mysteries is that you have the female mysteries on on the the men here as well. You have the the broom and the distaff and the spindle and and all of the uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the tools that that uh, a woman would use to to. Uh, uh, Cook and weave cloth and that yeah. kind of thing. So, uh, and he used it as, as an illustration of both the uh, the the craft mysteries and the uh, female craft mysteries, which is basically yeah. your your spindle and your your distaff and, and all of that. Because uh, yeah. where the 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 women would would spin and spinning was considered uh, a craft just as much as as hammering nails was yeah. and uh and that was uh, uh it was considered magic uh yeah. folk, folk tales talk about the fact that that spinning uh you know spinning gold uh straw into gold and and uh and weaving the fate of of uh of people and nations and and spinning the 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 thread and then then cutting it you know uh to symbolize the end of a life and and the end of the you yeah. know the the three the three fates um so spinning and uh cloth making was uh was the women's equivalent um and it was considered just as much just as magical as as the the, the hammer and the tongs. So that was yeah. that was my reading of it anyway, and uh, that uh, reading the going back and reading uh, Bauer's description of it, it seemed to be that was what he was using as an illustration of the craft, the idea of craft as being having both a male and a female side, which was the yeah. whole point. You're right. So uh, and
0: anyway, 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 the I uh, I'm glad we brought it up because I really think that uh, uh you know the we got a, uh, some of our listeners I'm sure uh, are uh, have been involved in 1734 or at least or if not they 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 know somebody who has and they know something about it and and we really couldn't. I really didn't think we could discuss seventeen thirty four without 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 mentioning the man here and and uh, so I'm glad we did. Anyway, uh, and your insights uh, are more profound than mine, as as they usually are. <laughs> and uh, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, so, so I just express uh, them better. Well, anyway, uh, uh, let's see next week. I believe we have uh we have a a, sh- uh, a previous show on 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 the James Branch Cabell uh, uh fantasy novel Jurgen, which I strongly recommend every 18 plus.